0: Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Celebrate. This is a weekly movie review podcast. Each episode we take a look at movies of 20 years ago. We hope you enjoy our show and encourage you to participate in discussion on social media or email about the episode or any episode you've listened to. If you enjoy listening to us, drop us a review at iTunes or on your favorite podcast app. Share your favorite episode with your friends. I'm Steve. And I'm Ryan. And today we're not doing a movie from exactly 20 years ago. I mean, we kind of are in theme... But then, mm-hmm. as, you, as we just said, it wasn't released 20 years ago. It was just made 20 years ago. It was released the next year.
1: So what's going on on the chair next to you? What? Which chair? Oh, you mean back there? No, the, the one right next to you that keeps moving. Yeah, that one. That one? I just have my arm up there. Oh, okay. I thought you had like a poltergeist or a small child or a cat or something.
0: It's demons.
1: Uh, yeah, okay. It, it, it goes it, with it. Ooh.
0: It fits with the theme of the, of the movie, so it's a demon.
1: Yes. So no, yeah, that the back reason... there
0: is the rest of the tent. What's left of <laughs> yeah. the tent that I made for the kids on last weekend. Yeah, so. Anyway, go ahead. Okay.
1: Yeah, so what I was going to say is, yeah, we weren't going to do Town and Country. No. Because that looked awful. And didn't really want to watch the Sylvester Stallone F1 car driving movie Driven again, so. No. I said... How about we do something from this time but 19 years ago that we probably won't get to next year that I'm a big fan of and I told him about frailty. And I think mm-hmm. this is going to be one of the few times we're going to have differing opinions. It might be.
0: And, and here's the thing. I'm Well, we'll get into it in a minute. So, honestly, because this is kind of off a year, I didn't look specifically at how it did at release date. Do you, do, do you know how it did? I don't really know.
1: Um, it was It was never a big movie. It didn't get released in that many theaters ever. So no, I mean, that's it, why I knew we would never hit this movie if we didn't look it through because yeah. it'd be released here and there. Um, yeah, but it looks it was like was never a big one.
0: Looks like opening was only $4 million and it only made 13 total. Yeah. So it
1: actually they, made money though because it did only take 11 to make. Yeah, because, I mean, it's one of those that was never released in more than probably four or five hundred theaters at a time. Mm-hmm. At most, it might have gotten to six hundred and eight hundred, but it was one of those that was in art, on the art house circuit. It would go to yeah. this theater in I this town and then 45 minutes over and stuff like that.
0: I can see it that way. So, it, obviously, like you said, it wasn't a, a, a blockbuster hit, but again, especially at this time of the year, we're not talking blockbusters anyway. So this fit mm-hmm. with what was typically released this kind of year this time of year yeah so so tell me about tell tell our listeners about the the movie a little bit what what happened in it because it was it was interesting
1: mm -hmm. um it is the only movie that bill paxton um i still miss him you know rest in peace man you were just so good and so much it's the only movie that he wrote and directed in his career Mm -hmm. it's like bill Pat. Bill Paxton is one of those actors that shows up and does 20 minutes in your movie, and he is the damn most uh, memorable 20 minutes in that film. Right. Uh, Hudson from Aliens, you know, mm-hmm. the creepy alien, the creepy vampire from Near Dark. Um, right. You know, him. Even something like when he showed up in True Lies as the uh, creepy car salesman. He's just yep. always good in that kind of stuff. So this was his one movie, and it's – and, like, I love these movies that you give this really out-there premise, and it's one sentence long, and you got my interest. And in this one, it's um, two boys are raised by their really, you know, well-respected father who then one day hears voices from God and has to murder demons with an axe. Yeah, yeah. And the whole thing is told in flashback because one of the boys, uh, played by Matthew McConaughey, thinks his other brother has taken up the mantle of his dad, and he tells the it was an F, Powers Booth was an FBI agent.
0: Yeah, right? yeah, he was. It was an F, it was the FBI agent that was leading the case into the murders, the God's Hand murders, is what they were called.
1: Yeah, the God's Hand murders. So he's telling this whole story in flashback, and it's just oh, you know, we should say
0: and, we should say this real yeah. quick. Um, if this is a movie you're planning to watch because there are some twists and turns in this movie, you might want to turn off the podcast and go watch it if you've never seen it before and then come back.
1: Yeah, we're going to spoil this.
0: Yeah, we're going to spoil this. And because this isn't a blockbuster style movie, you may not have seen this, but it is worth seeing. I'm going to I'm going to move that part up front. This is a good movie and it's it's worth seeing. So, if you want to see it and don't want us to spoil it, turn it off, go watch mm-hmm. the movie, come back. All right, go ahead. We're going to give you
1: five seconds while Inside My Head, Boy from Ipanema is playing. All right. All right, there we go. (laughs) Now we can spoil it. So, yeah, he's telling Powers Booth, you know, this whole story, and he is saying that it's his brother that is, you know, the God's hand. He's taken up his dad, and his dad was played by Bill Paxton, the writer and director. Yep. And then the big twist at the end was – he actually did hear the word of god
0: well it was a double twist right because yeah, he wasn't he, the son he said he was the brother
1: that's doing it
0: and and he is actually hearing the word of god
1: yeah and the, the people aren't just innocent civilians they are demons demons well, they're at least
0: evil people we don't know if they're specifically demons but we know they're at least evil people
1: yeah they're, they're evil yeah so, you know, that that's the really good twist. You know, the twist, because, like, I kind of figured out, I'm like, I wonder if he's actually the other brother. I kind of wondered kinda,
0: that halfway uh, through.
1: Yeah, I kind of thought that, but I didn't see the twist where, no, yeah, he was here in the hand of God, and this was, you know, all done by God, because at the end, when he gets Powers Booth, because the FBI agent's actually, like, a serial killer. Yeah. So he kills him. He tells him the story, and then he kills him. And you're like, okay, well, he walked into the FBI headquarters and told them all this. He's going to get caught. Yeah. But when they go back and look at the film, he's mysteriously disappeared.
0: Yeah. And when the guy who let him in, who shook his hand, the FBI agent who shook his hand goes Couldn't to the small, him. yeah, he goes to the small town and he meets the sheriff. Who is this brother? Who is Matthew McConaughey? And he's like, okay. And, and he's like, he'd never met him before. Yeah. Even though he had seen him the night before. Hmm. That was good. I will admit that yeah. was good.
1: Yeah. So, you know, that's the whole thing. But I just like the whole idea of because, like, some things that the things I always find the scariest in movies is when a person is helpless. When yeah, it's not like if only they can get to the phone and call someone they'll be fine, or if they can get to someplace they'll be fine. Yeah. Like this, you just like before you know the twist, you feel so sorry for these kids because yeah, the dad was normal. He was a loving dad. He was everything. And then all of a sudden... One night. He was, he was insane. He he's literally... Insane. Yeah.
0: He came into their bedroom. and He tucked them in one night, put him in bed. Midway through the night, comes running in, flips on the lights. And he's like, the angels of God have talked to me and we're supposed to kill demons.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things. It's like, they're helpless because they yeah. have no one else to help them.
0: Well, and, and not even that they have no one else to help them. Eventually, according to his story, he gets up the courage. The brother gets up the courage. To go to the sheriff, he does go to the sheriff. And the sheriff even goes back to his house and he's like, listen, I don't believe you. And they take him down into the little cellar that they built. And he's like, I swear the body was here. And the sheriff's like, whatever. And then as the sheriff's leaving, you're like, well, I guess that was that. And then all of a sudden, thwap. And the sheriff comes rolling back down the, the stairs yeah. after getting whacked with an axe.
1: And that's the one like innocent person they had to kill. Because yeah. Bill Paxton felt bad about that one.
0: Yeah, he did. He actually felt... He, he really... Felt bad about that, and he, and he wound up punishing the son. And that's where the helplessness for me kicked in was when he locked his son in that cellar.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I like, I'm trying to imagine the whole thing. And now I'm to the age where I'm not imagining it as me. You know, when if I was like 12, I'd be like, oh my God, if my dad did this. Yeah. But now I'm to the point where what I put if my did... own kids in yeah. this. And yeah. I couldn't imagine the, like, horror in the strife that my two girls would go through if it was just me and them. And right. all of a sudden I went to my daughter and it's like, God has told me to murder people.
0: Yeah. And, and then even more horrifying is you find out, you know, midway through, and it's not really a, a huge surprise because he, he leads into it, Bill Paxton does, that God has told him his son is a demon. Yeah. And he's supposed to kill his son, but he's like, I don't believe it. I won't believe it you know?
1: Mm. And again, at the time of the movie, you just think that this guy's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you have to that terrifying itself that my dad thinks I'm a demon. My dad is battling his inner, his inner demons not to kill me.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, the initial, you know, thought I have is, is when he, when he came back in, he'd seen these angels talk to him and everything else. I was like, did he and not not? This isn't like humorous. This is like serious. Did he have a stroke that night? You know what I mean, mm-hmm. and that caused him to see these things that, of course, messed with his brain, and now he's gone kind of crazy.
1: Yeah, or is he schizophrenic?
0: Oh yeah, or something happened. What happened that night? And then to find out at at the very end of the movie, holy crap, he probably did see the angel,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the angel was talking to him. That was kind of. That was kind of interesting. I, I I did really like the ending of the movie. I will admit that. Yeah.
1: And it, it's funny because, like, okay, his – the one – son like, so Matthew McConaughey, the sheriff, he's the son that actually helped. Mm-hmm. You Because know, at one point he helps kill one of the demons. Right. And like, he's normal or anything like that. And the, the one that they said – you know, the one that you think throughout when you're watching it the first time, he's the normal kid. He's the one that would do what you would do. He actually is a demon, but is it nature versus nurture? Is he a demon because his dad locked him up for days and made him bury dead bodies? Or is he always evil and he knew because, you know, God? Well,
0: the question I had, I, I guess it wasn't a question. It was more of when I first start to see the boys, you know, so you see Matthew McConaughey in the office and then it flashes back to them as boys. The one he says he is... Doesn't look like Matthew McConaughey at all. It's like, oh, Matthew McConaughey, he's, he's the younger character. He's the younger boy here. Mm-hmm. And he says, I was the older son, blah. And I'm starting to look at him. going, well, that doesn't look like you at all. The younger son looks like you. And then it turned yeah. out that's who he is. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that. I, I really did like the way they cast that role. Because at the very beginning, I was like, oh, I guess I was wrong. And it really kind of, it puts doubt on your own perceptions through the whole movie. Yeah. I enjoyed that.
1: Yeah. And it's it's just one of those things that, like I said, I love movies like this that are just small movies done well. Yeah. Like, it's just a premise movie. It doesn't try to do anything more. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day, they were called, like, two-handers, you know? Sure. That it, just, it just takes a few people to do, mm-hmm. and it's just a movie like this done well. Another one that I just watched that from about the same time a little newer was um, the guy that made La La Land and Whiplash, yeah. Damien Chazelle. Uh-huh. He wrote this movie called Grand Piano. And okay. what it is, is Elijah Wood. Oh. Um, and anybody that wants to watch this, it's on Amazon Prime. It's a great 85 minutes. Okay, And it's just this simple idea done well. And it's he plays, he's this great pianist. And he had like a nervous breakdown a few years before and hasn't played. Like he's a prodigy. He's a Mozart. He's a Beethoven, sure. something like that. And he hasn't played for a few years, and his like teacher dies, and there is this unplayable song that only him and his teacher could play. Mm-hmm. So he has to play this concert in his memory. When he gets out there, John Cusack is a sniper and says, if you miss one note of this song, holy shit, <laughs> I'm going to kill you. That just took a turn. And I'm going to kill your wife. So the whole rest of the movie is him because, I mean, like he's playing a long concert. It's him playing a concert and John Cusack in his ear, you know, because he puts it in a a head, you know, an earbud. And he's listening to John Cusack. And he's like, if you try to tell anybody, I will kill your wife. If you stop playing, I'll kill your wife. If you miss a note, I will kill you and your wife. Wow. So the whole thing is him trying to do it. It's nothing new. It's been done before. But it's 85 minutes that is effectively done. You can sit down and watch the whole thing and be like, yeah, that was good. It didn't have to be two and a half hours. Yeah. You know, And frailty for me is the same thing. It was the psychological there. drama done well.
0: Yeah, I agree with that point. If, you know, frailty's running time is, is you know, start to end credit an hour 40 minutes. That's yeah. start to end credit. So if you're looking at actual screen time, you, talk, you take off, what, 10 minutes of that, probably for credits? Yeah,
1: yeah so, so it's, it's probably about 90 minutes, yeah, probably an and, hour and a
0: half. And if it had gone 100 minutes, it would have been too long.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think they packed in just what they needed to do in that 90 minutes.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, from my own point of view, I told you I felt a little unsatisfied at the end.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I don't know why I felt that. Um. You know the the movie was done well. I enjoyed it, but at the very end, it was one of those things where I was like, "Okay, you know, you did everything you needed to do in those ninety minutes. And that was great, but I was like, I kind of want to know more about this guy now. Mm-hmm. I want like you find out really honestly. You find out all the major twists in the last what fifteen minutes?
1: Yeah, I'd say maybe ten.
0: Yeah. And I, that's what left me a little unsatisfied was the the look at that last 10 minutes and going, I kind of want more. I wanted this to happen 20 minutes earlier, and then I can find out what's going on with this guy. Like, is he crazy? But no, he can't be because he knows what what the FBI agent did. And so, you know what I mean? I kind of wanted to know more, but I guess that plays into the psychological thriller, right? Yeah. So.
1: And it's really funny because my older daughter about 15 she's you know 14 now almost 15 and she's started to like horror movies so you know i haven't watched the bad ones with her and when i say bad i mean like quality bad but just like you know quality bad but like we've watched scream Mm -hmm. um we've seen the shining sure um we just watched the babadook black swan stuff like that we watched this and it didn't scare her but it messed her up like yeah there's something in that movie That crawled into her mind and she did not like.
0: Now I will say, and I've I've told you this before, this is the type of horror movie I like. You look Mm -hmm. at a Scream that you just mentioned, for example. Scream is jump out and scare you,
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: honestly, those don't bother me. I sit there at the end of it and I go, "All right, it was a good movie, but I never got scared." Mm -hmm. You know, I get done with movies like this and I'm like, "All right, that that kind of messes me a little bit," you know, and this is the type of horror. That I like to watch. The psychological mm-hmm. horror rather than the... Because the other part about this movie that's that I loved, they're axe murdering everyone. And yeah. beating them with pipes. And there's no blood and gore because they didn't need it.
1: No, like, what's in your mind is worse.
0: Yeah. They never... Like, there's the one scene... I think it's the first time the boys see Bill Paxton kill someone. And they both look away, except for the younger son, then looks back, and you don't see anything. There's not even a shadow of Bill Paxton on the wall. You just know what's happening, and in and your mind is your mind is painting a picture of what that young boy is seeing in front of him. Mm-hmm. And that I think you're right is worse than had the camera been five feet deeper, and you see the whole scene with Bill Paxton chopping up the body, and the boys. Yeah. So. That is something I enjoy about this movie. I, again, I liked the movie. I just felt unsatisfied with it.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But it's it's so funny because, yeah, like you're saying, the stuff that jumps out and everything like that doesn't bother you. And my daughter's the same way. Like, we watched it. I'm like, okay, hope she doesn't freak out. Yeah. Thanks because she doesn't like clowns. Didn't do anything to her. Yeah. Like, this, one, like it didn't, this didn't scare her, but it left her unsettled at the end. This and Oculus. Oculus really messed with her. And if anybody wants to see a good... <laughs> horror movie, watch Oculus.
0: (laughs) uh, I think that's fair. I'll have to watch that.
1: Mm -hmm. It's got a good cast, too. It's got Starbuck from um, the new Battlestar Battlestar. Galactico. Uh, God, what's her name? Katie Sackhoff. Katie Sackhoff, yep. And, um, God, the girl from Guardians of the Galaxy, and she's in Doctor Who, the Irish girl, this Scottish girl. She's in Jumanji. I can't think of her name. Yeah. um, Karen Gillian. Yeah, yeah, she. Both of them are in it. So I mean, like okay, that's a, a good, good cast, cast right there. It's, it's by the guy that made House on Haunting Hill and The Turning of the Screw, whatever it's called. Okay, so and that that brings us
0: to kind of that point too. You know, like House on Haunted Hill, even mm-hmm. that didn't bother me much. It had a couple moments I was like, oh, okay, but by the end of that, I was like, oh, that was just a well done horror. Yeah. But these ty- and I don't know what the difference is. Like House on Haunted Hill was psychological, right? Mm -hmm. But for some reason, it didn't really get to me. There were a couple moments, but movies like this, even though it didn't get to me, I still felt my palms kind of sweaty through the movie, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think part of that, and I I won't give this dude credit very often, but Matthew McConaughey is a very good, really creepy dude, Mm -hmm. at least in this movie. And I think I'll give him credit for that one.
1: And, like, I thought he did a really good job because for the first seven-eighths of this movie, you believe he's just yeah, like some- a good family man. You know, he got over this trauma. You're like, good for him that this he didn't let this change him. Yeah. And then at the end, you're like, oh, no, he is... He's uh, like, the
0: murderer.
1: He's a murderer. I can't. But, like, and, like, I think that's what well, Lily had a problem with she, and because she's like, is he a good guy? I'm like, I think he's supposed to be. She's like, but he didn't murder people. I'm like, but are they people?
0: But I... I loved when he shook that other FBI agent's hand at the very end and he held it a little mm-hmm. tighter for a couple extra seconds because even that little like two second hold, you're going, uh Oh, uh Oh, uh Oh. And then he goes, you're a good man, agent, such and such. And it's like, Oh damn. So he just was able to see that that, that guy is not a bad guy. Yeah. And I was like, that was, that was well done too. I, mm-hmm. I do wish I knew more about this gift, this power he had. Um, But I won't take away from I, the movie. I don't
1: know. I, I feel like that's where the movie could have gone bad, though, if they explained it, could it too
0: have. much. It could have.
1: Very much. Because I mean, if this movie was a success, you know, that they're like, okay, we're coming back for the second one. Frailty 2. You know, in the second one, we're going to figure out how they got the powers and how it works. And you're like, but then it's not as interesting because right now you could talk about is Matthew McConaughey the good guy? You know? Yeah. Is, is he? I mean he knew the one guy was bad but has he killed other people that didn't need to be killed?
0: Well, he you know? said throughout the he said at one point in the movie he was like, "Yeah, I knew my brother needed to die, but he wasn't mm-hmm. on my list yet." You know?
1: Yeah, so he he knew he was a bad guy but he didn't kill him or like turn him in or anything. So Yeah. Like I like that kind of shades of gray. I and mean, it's actually kind of a reason I'm worried about the second quiet place.
0: I I don't know that I'm overly thrilled with the fact they're making a second quiet place
1: because i'll go see it but you know whenever a movie that is just like again that's another you can't make a noise or monsters will kill you it's a one sentence thing i'm like i'm there Do yeah you need more explanation about it? well you know, just that was good leave it be
0: quiet place Two, however uh has to be ref- they, they had to reshoot half the movie when they realized that americans will walk outside and be like fuck you you know
1: i'm not being quiet government can't tell me to be quiet fuck you well maybe that's why everybody's dead
0: maybe 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 those are the people who who would wear masks in covid time the people that are alive without complaining about it i don't know um yeah but like so i think we've kind of talked about our thoughts on the film i again like i said i know i said i was like a little let down that I wanted to know more, but don't, uh-uh. I'm not, I'm not taking away from the quality of the film at all. I thought it was a good film. Yeah. I just, I just wanted more. Like I wanted to be, I wanted more. And, and maybe that says something about the quality of the film too. It yeah, left me it wanting more,
1: movie. you know? So now what did you think of Bill Paxton playing the dad? Cause I thought he did an awesome job of you like the guy, but you're also scared of him. And you're also kind of sad. You know, so all at the same time? I, I
0: agree with that. And and here's the best scene for me for that. Is I mentioned the cellar scene when he throws his son down in the cellar.
1: hmm
0: And he leaves him down there. And at, at that point, you're like, I'm kind of scared of this Bill Paxton guy. But then once he realizes his son has seen the vision, because he he has to stay down there until he sees God.
1: Mhm. Uh-huh.
0: Once he realizes he sees the vision, he quickly grabs his son, pulls him up, you know, helps him, gets him food, gives him everything. And you're like, "Okay, I kind of like this guy too because he's a family guy, he cares about his son, even though he just kind of tried to kill him?" But then I'm like, "But this whole thing, is, the whole situation is sad, right?" Yeah. Like I, it's such it's such a mix, but to your point about Bill Paxton no one could have pulled that off better than him.
1: No, like, he was just so perfect at it, because, like, you like him when he's, like, a good dad, and, like, there's the scenes where he's cooking for his kids and being nice, and you see, like, the dad he probably was, and I think that just makes it worse, because if he was one of those dads that just, like, would kind of grumble and go to his room and not yeah. talk to them... You'd be like, okay, whatever. But, like, the fact that he was a good dad, and then he turned and, into
0: this. Well, and not even, and then he turned into this. Throughout the movie, he continues to be a good dad fairly frequently. Yeah. You know? He, and then, he'll be a good dad, good dad, good dad, and then one night he's like, all right, time to go kill a
1: demon, let's go. Yeah. And, like, you know, in the voiceover, they're like, I was hoping it'd just be a one-time thing, so then, like, you see him be nice and everything like that, and then, like, what was it, like, two weeks later, like, oh, we got another one.
0: Yeah, we gotta go to you know, somewhere in Texas, I think it was Dallas or something and
1: yeah.
0: And, and get this other demon. And it was like, wow. Okay. And, but I, I think that his acting ability and the way that he was able to portray being a good father while at the same time being sad and everything else that, that, that made his acting point in the movie to me, I thought he did really mm. well. Um, So does this film hold up today? Oh, Absolutely.
1: Yeah, and the funny thing is, I feel like this movie should have been made in the 70s. Like, it was made in a way that I could have seen someone like a John Carpenter make it in, like, yeah. 78. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And, you know, but
0: you you say that where you feel like it could have been made in the 70s. But to, to the question, I also feel like it could have come out last week.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's just timeless. You know, there's nothing – it's not a movie that, okay, you know – it, this is the zombie craze of the mid two thousands or yeah. this was the torture porn craze of two thousand five to two thousand ten or yeah. the haunted house of you know, whatever. This is a movie that it's not like in a it's not a specific genre trapping of horror. You know, right. it's not like whatever's popular at the time. It's this movie that, like you said, could be made in the seventies, could be made in the eighties, could be made today.
0: Yeah. And to me that that fits that particular answer fits that question of does it hold up today? Probably better than almost any movie we've done on this podcast so far.
1: Yeah. When we, when we started it up again.
0: Well, yeah, since we started it up again, obviously. Um, and I would even go back to when we first did it. Most of those (laughs) movies could not, did not hold up today. You know, blues brothers, 2000 deep rising, like some classics there.
1: I don't know. Varsity blues, man.
0: Varsity blues. Holds up today if you show it in deep Texas. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah. So I mean, like this movie is, yeah, it's people could like it today. I've shown this cause I teach a college film class. I've shown it to my students before. Yeah. And even though it was made when they were like ma- like maybe one, maybe yeah. not even born yet. Yeah. And they still like it. They still are like, that's really good.
0: And that's a, that's a credit to the writing. It's mm-hmm. a credit to you and I have talked about um, you and I have talked about the Batman the animated series and why it never feels out of date is because it was never set at a date, right? Yeah. And even though this kind of is set around a date, it's generic enough, and they don't show so much that that sets it specific to a certain date. Like we've talked about, well, somebody's holding a Motorola razor, you know, and that sets it very specifically to a certain date. There's yeah. none of that specifically in this movie that sets it to, well, this had to have taken place in 1982. Exactly. I mean, they do mention dates a couple times, but it doesn't feel like it had to be then.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, what's your best scene of that movie?
1: You, you know, I love the whole thing, but I think it's a tie between the first time that he, like, wakes them up and tells them what he saw and just how the movie turns, like just, like, overdrive into, like, this terror kind of thing. It's got to be that, and then it's got to be the end. Okay. It's got to be when you realize everything.
0: Yeah. I I can't fault either one of those. Mine, I, I keep coming back to it. It's it's when he makes his son dig that, what, 15 by 10 deep pit huh? that becomes the cellar thing that they wind up chopping up bodies in, and, mm. and they lock him down there. I mean, I I... That scene really struck me. It really did yeah. with him down on down there, pitch black, you know, and no food, no water. I mean, the other brother brings water a couple times a day, I think it is. But that's it. And that scene really struck me. Uh, so that's my best scene. What's your worst scene? Because that one's tough. I don't... Worst scene is tough.
1: I, I don't know. Uh, like, there's not really what I would call a quote-unquote worst scene. But, like, if I really had to think about it, I would probably go with when they have the one guy and he's pleading for his life. Oh, yeah. Like, I I just, you know, I really like the scene, it's really well, but if there's one scene, like, I'm not even seeing the worst scene, but maybe a scene they could take out. I don't think you needed to see, like, a person live, other than for, like, you know, the son you, killed him.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, you're talking about the scene where the son kills... Uh, yeah. Brad, or but, um, what's his you name? You
1: could maybe cut that down a little bit. You but, could. But, I mean, I don't think there's... Th- this is the thing of the movie. It's 90 minutes long. They already cut out all the fat. There's not, like, yeah, there's a no subplot that you're like, why do they have this?
0: And and that is why my... I, I'm, I'm very nitpicky about what I'm about to say here. <laughs> Did they have to have your stereotypical thunderstorm at the FBI office when he was there that night, and they had to leave in the, in the thunderstorm? Couldn't it have just been a regular night? I mean, nitpicky, yeah. very nitpicky, because you're right. The fat's already trimmed out of this movie. But did it have to be that kind of trope? Could it, couldn't it have just been a night? I, again, if if we're nitpicking that far, <laughs> it tells you how how good the movie really was. Yeah. So that's mine. I mean, it's it's not much. The champion of the film, I mean, is it not Bill Paxton? It's
1: Bill Paxton because yeah. he was great acting. He
0: directed the hell of out of this movie. He did, and that's not to take and that's not to take away from Matthew McConaughey because Matthew McConaughey, who I don't really like in most movies, he was, was good. brilliant in this.
1: The older son, like usually I don't like a child actors, but the older son was really good. for him. You did, you did, and
0: then you start to wonder. You are like, wait, wait, wait. So wait, was he normal? And then at the, uh, huh? You know? And I did like the way he he was acting. Yeah. Would it do well today? So would this movie, released in theaters normally today, would it do well?
1: Here's the thing. There are, there's a lot of movies I like that I understand why they didn't do that well. Mm -hmm. You know, something like NARC. I love NARC. Mm -hmm. I understand why NARC's not a big hit. Yeah, I understand why Army of Darkness is yeah. a like cult classic and not the biggest thing. Yep. Why wasn't this movie a hit? What did they do wrong? I don't know. Was it was it
0: a, not a hit because of the marketing? I don't know how the marketing went for this. Like, yeah, did they I not market like, it
1: correctly? Did they not believe in it and they just didn't put any money behind it? Because, I mean, like like you said, maybe the one thing is, is it scary? No. No. And, and maybe that's it, because you mentioned
0: it doesn't fall into a specific genre of horror. Yeah. But I'm going to flip that on its head and say, given what we've seen over the last couple of years with Haunting of Hill House and those shows out on Netflix and Amazon and Hulu... I do think this would do well today because I think a studio yeah. would put money behind it to market it.
1: And like, I don't, I still don't know if it would do well in a theater because it's such a small movie. But I think if you put Stick this it on, on Netflix. you put on Amazon, you put it on Netflix, you put it on Hulu, and it does you get well. a little bit of uh, marketing behind it, or just like or word it's going to be a word of mouth. Um, there was a movie I saw last weekend. That stars Anthony Mackie and the dude that was in Fifty Shades called Synchronic, mm-hmm. And it's pretty much bringing out the dead meets um, Looper or meets Primer. So, like, it's a thing about paramedics that find out there's this pill that can have you travel through time. Interesting. It was a really good movie. And it's been on the top ten of Netflix for the last week and a half, two weeks. And it was released last year in the theater. Never even heard of it, huh. but people started watching it on Netflix, and they're like, "Hey, this movie's pretty cool. It's nothing big. It's a small movie, but it's something." Yeah. So I think like if frailty came out now and you put it on there, it probably would be in the top ten.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> this is this is kind of a sad question. Who would you recast in the lead roles? Now, I would honestly want to say. Nobody. I would have the exact same actors, but obviously we
1: can't do that. Know who? Like, I don't know. Like, just have Matthew McConaughey be Matthew McConaughey again. We could do that, but who's going to be Bill Paxton? Know who I think would be really good? Who's it? Kyle Chandler.
0: Ooh, the guy from. That's actually a good idea Mm -hmm. because he's a likable face. He's a likable character. He's a likable person. Yeah. But he also I could see him turning to a darker character. That would be a fun that'd be
1: fun. Yeah, you have to get someone like that that people like, that they want to see them be the, you know, lovable dad and everything like that. So Kyle Chandler from <coughs> Friday Night Lights. Um, I was thinking maybe Zach Levi from Shazam, who again plays, you know, this really nice guy. Or I was thinking like Chris Evans.
0: Chris Evans would do really well.
1: You couldn't but go you with some of the other Chris. Someone Chrises. that's very friendly, and you think of them from this pristine, like very nice role.
0: Yeah, you couldn't go with some of the other Chris's from Hollywood, like Pratt or or um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Captain know. America. Chris
1: Pratt might be good in it because he might already hear like voices of God telling him to do things. No, he might. Eh yeah i guess that's possible (laughs) but But yeah so like you would i i think what works best is like this couldn't be done by like a steve buscemi or someone that always plays someone who's like the new guy that always plays someone creepy now i don't even know i don't know but you can't get you can't get a guy that plays creepy you got to get a guy that plays nice sweet everybody loves him captain america Yeah. And then you put Captain America in this movie where Captain America has two young boys and becomes an axe murderer.
0: Yeah. I think maybe Chris Pine would work as well.
1: Chris Pine would be good in the Matthew McConaughey role.
0: He would be. You know, if you're looking at somebody who would have been good in the Bill Paxton role in his prime, I would think someone, and it it might stretch him a little bit, but like a Richard Dean Anderson. That'd be an interesting one to throw in there.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because he was well-liked, you know, good characters. And then to see him kind of be evil, that'd be kind of fun.
1: Mm-hmm. Matt Damon could maybe do it?
0: Maybe, yeah. Uh, ben Affleck Wait, but, could not do it.
1: No, the one... The, but, like, if I was casting, I would cast Ka- Kyle Chandler in the Bill Paxton role.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. And and probably try to keep Matthew McConaughey in the Matthew McConaughey lo- role. I mean, let's I face know, it... i like Chris Pine in that
1: now. I could see that.
0: I could see that. But Matthew McConaughey hasn't really changed much in 20 years. Yeah. So,
1: I'm, but yeah, I'm I do like think,
0: Chris Pine there now. Now that I'm looking at it.
1: Yeah, John Hamm in the Powers Booth role.
0: Yes. No. No question there. No question there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, I would watch this movie. I would too. Uh, well, and that's the next question: Would you pay to rent it? No, I. I mean, it's free on streaming right now. But I'd probably I'd buy it. it. <laughs> I mean, I'd probably just buy it.
1: Yeah, I owned it on DVD, and then when it was on sale a few months ago on digital, I got it on there. So yeah,
0: it's worth it. It's yeah. a good movie. It's solid. You know, it's, it's like you said, you've, it's a movie that's got the fat trimmed, and it's it's 90 minutes of fun.
1: Or fun in quotation marks.
0: Well, yeah, there is quotation marks around the fun there. Um, I will say, as I was watching it, though, that's, that's actually one... Uh, kind of point I made about why we really don't do good horror movies on this podcast because, frankly, there's not a ton of like humor to talk about. Like, we can do bad horror movies because there's funny stuff to talk about there, mm-hmm. but it's tough to it's tough to come onto a podcast and do a good horror movie because you're just like, that was good. Okay, we're done. That was good. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so. You know, that's what you say.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, honestly. But know what this know what this movie needed? What's that? So they capture the guy from Dallas. Yes. And they should have gotten hungry on the way Gone back. On Wendy's. I and they, they should have stopped Wendy's. at Wendy's. And oh. explained the guy into the back that if you talk to this box, they'll give you the food.
0: Now, for those people who aren't showbiz literate like we are. That's called a callback. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, you went and got Wendy's yesterday. I did. Was it inspired from Crocodile? Did you sit there and have another flashback t- and go, fuck, I watched that movie?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I texted you.
1: <laughs> Wendy's is pretty close to where I work. And I was at the grocery store right across the street from it. And I'm like, I'll just get a burger real quick. And then I was in the drive-thru. I'm like. Fuck that movie. <laughs> 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 All right. Um,
0: so on that callback, we look ahead to next week. Um, <laughs> and it goes in the total opposite direction from Psychological nope. Horror. And we go to The Mummy Returns.
1: Not the first Mummy. No, The There's Mummy Returns. two.
0: Mummy Mummy Returns, part two. Now, we're not doing number three ever. I honestly don't know if I've ever seen it. You're not missing it. I, okay. Okay. <laughs> You know that I love my cheesy Mummy movies. Yeah. But The Mummy 3 can just set on the side over there. The Mummy 2 is still fun for me. I still like that movie. But the third one can just go over there. So, uh, upcoming next week will be uh, The Mummy Returns. Which, if you Mm -hmm. do have HBO Max, that's where it's at. So, if you want to watch it ahead of time.
1: Seriously, Um, HBO, just let us have free subscriptions, please. Yeah, come on.
0: Um... We'll even say HBO one more time on the episode. I don't care. HBO. HBO. Um, we do... We'll, so, this one's off because of awful on timing. We usually release these on the weekends, but Weekend got hectic last weekend. This weekend will be hectic because I'm up in East Moline for the weekend with another soccer tournament. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, got to find something to do up there because we got a lot of downtime in between games, so I've got to find something that can keep me occupied. Yeah. Um, but, so we'll we'll get to it, but it'll probably be, again, a late release, not like a Saturday release this time. So, gives you more time to watch Mummy Returns and really, really reflect on...
1: Just digest that movie.
0: Every bit of it. But in the meantime, I hope you did listen to our warning earlier and paused this, went and watched this movie and i hope you enjoyed it as much as we did even like i said even though i felt unsa- unsatisfied i wanted more that as i've reflected back that also is a, the a quality of a great movie
1: mm-hmm.
0: so i hope you did i hope you did watch it it's a fantastic movie and if you didn't listen to us and pause the pause this i mean still go watch it you just now know the twist
1: yeah it's still worth watching
0: it's still worth a watch so <clears throat> um that, I think, is it for this one. We look forward to next week with Mummy Returns. Uh, starring the... Starring Brendan Fraser, of course. And uh, Rachel Weisz. And what's the, what's the other guy's name? I can't think of his the name. The Rock? No, not The Rock. The guy that's always with him. Well, The Rock's uh, in the third you? one, isn't he? Well, he's technically in the second one at some point, isn't he? Who? The Rock. Yeah. Yeah, but that's it's not... This isn't the Scorpion King. This is
1: but the scorpion king is in it he's in
0: it yes so i can't think of the the third guy but whatever it's fine the one that always runs with him Uh, oh the brother yeah the brother her brother i can't think of his name
1: that dude that was in every movie from like 1998 to 2004 yeah that guy that's his name that guy so uh watch this
0: movie prepare your homework for next week with the mummy returns and uh until then we're gonna say adieu i'm steve I'm Ryan. Have a good one.